A massive gate greets you inside as you enter the sunlit lobby. This must be the first entrance to the underwater shrine. It may remind you one of the first gate you encounter when you hike up to the temple in the mountain, usually the first in the open area and the resting point. There's a unique melody and scent coming out of from like the passage inside. They have a nuance of the smell and the sound of the sea, but it's not quite real. Like the yellow brick lane in the Wizard of Oz, the colors and textures are dramatically different from the rest of the lobby. From the gate to the end of the handrail is connected through a passage of light. You go through many doorways like you're traveling through time and deeper into the water. I'm Carrie. I'm the curator of the exhibition My Garden, My Century. Hello, I'm Hegam. Uh, I teach music and uh, um, at Indian University of Liverpool. Hi, I'm Lucia Arias. I'm the learning manager, so I work at FACT and I work with the learning team producing this project. I am Anna. I'm an international year abroad student here at Liverpool this year. I study English literature and linguistics and I am part of the K-pop society. Hello, um, I'm David. I'm from Liverpool. Um, I'm a student studying a master's degree at the University of Liverpool. I'm also a member of the K-pop society. Can we define K-pop? This is quite an interesting question right. because I think it keeps, uh, as far as I understand, it has been changing quite a lot. Mm. Also, depending on who you are and uh, what you want from uh, the music, also have a different kind of a definition. So it's a really, really fascinating. Uh, but as far as I know, as far as you are interested in the music that is associated with a Korean kind of uh, the, the music, uh, um, Korean sounding uh, the music. Perhaps this they would like to see it as a, as a part of a K-pop, uh, the genre and style and so forth. So, um, of course, there's an industry perspective, mm. there's a media perspective, or there's a, the uh, fan perspective, mm. and also, of course, the performance perspective. So all the very different. Mm. Mm. So, and then depending mm. on where, which which part of the world you are from, if you're from the states, or if you're from across Australia. Or if you are a policymaker in Korea, and they probably would like to see in a very different way. You know? So it's a very, very, I mean, very multiple kind of interest and perspective, which and it will continue to change too. And the first time when the K-pop, when I heard about K-pop, and a lot of people were saying it's not going to last six months. Yeah. It was that that was an early 2000, uh, 2010 or something. Um, but uh, we're here. What is the main change in your opinion? Audience of perception about K-pop also seems to change mm-hmm. quite quite a bit too. So it used to be kind of a, and people do not really kind of talk about uh, themselves being, being a, fan, yeah. a, a, a fan. But now it's it's not because it wasn't very cool. But now it, it, that kind of a barrier is this kind of a lowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, lowered. Mm-hmm. But still, it's not always a very cool. Yeah. There's okay. still a bit of a stigma. A stigma. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the UK, you mean? 
in general. Yeah, in, 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 there in, are a lot of people that think that I don't know they they don't consider K-pop to be of much value or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so there are not many fans that that would like openly say or express mm-hmm. that they're K-pop fans because mm-hmm. some people that just look down on them, which yeah. is very silly, mm-hmm. but you know yeah. it's the world we live in. And because of the stigma that K-pop does kind of have, in a way, it makes being that part of the community a bit like stronger in a way that like mm. <laughs> everyone's kind of stigmatized and undeservedly so that when you meet other people who are K-pop fans, it's like oh, someone who kind of gets it and doesn't yeah. have that stigma mm. and that that kind of as a result you feel more I don't know. It's like you've got a connection with that person. Definitely. So at the University of Liverpool, there's many different societies and the K-pop society in particular, that's for fans of K-pop, like Korean pop music and also Korean culture at large. It's a great way to connect um, with and like discuss with other um, K-pop fans. Do you like K-pop? No. 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 Yeah? Depends. Yeah. Only that song. Yeah, only that song. It depends. Yeah. yeah. yeah it just depends. Which song? That, that, that one. Killed Us Love mm-hmm. by Blackpink. Yeah, that one. And yeah. My G. Because it's not English, so we don't really know. That's really like racist. Like racist. No, not like that. Like we it's don't know what it's saying. We don't know what it's saying. Yeah, but like, so what about we do like Despacito then? Despacito. Despacito. <laughs> I don't know the words. Whatever. Despacito. Despacito. Even when I'm done, I'm poking. I saw like kind of the exact opposite happening. There were like Asian Americans, like a younger Asian Americans who would would have just like. Been like total denial of their like heritage of their parents or grandparents, and wouldn't speak, uh, wouldn't pick off the grandparents' language and try to just speak in English and mm-hmm. do all this like American stuff. <clears throat> but then because K-pop is like doing so well, they're kind of proud of something like super foreign that's coming like that's from like a grandma's like country. So they will learn Korean, they will like study abroad back to like Seoul and pick up Korean language and learn about Korean culture. And start being proud of where they're from. So I've so, I've seen so many of those happening. So I thought that was like a good thing because like a lot of Asian American kids are like still having a lot of trouble, like fitting in. And like me as like a Korean-born, like a person who's been living in the states for a long time. So I have I'm also coming from a different place, right? Because if someone asks where you're from, like I have no problem saying I'm from Korea. But I know, like a lot of Asian, for Asian American kids or Korean American kids, if if they're asked to so many times throughout their mm-hmm. lives, even if, even though they're born in the states, mm-hmm. so it's like, very different. Mm-hmm. But then for me, so it's been really nice how like K-pop and mm-hmm. K-drama mm-hmm. is doing so well because before everybody was just doing ni hao to me, but now mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I don't get ni hao anymore. <laughs> Do you want to be called weird in Korean? No, yeah. I think it's a really good name. No. If you're going to be calling your fans weird kids. You can be I mean, the if at least, at least no one knows what TikTok the word means in English, then I'm fine. I know, but they'll probably be watching this. Yeah, but what about the Korean people? Do we think what the hell? We could have a hana. If, if it could mean unity, 
Because Hana is one. So when we say like we're becoming like one, it means unity. And also it's like a number one. And also, I mean, it, this is Korean, but in Japanese, Hana means flowers. Hannah. Yeah. Oh, in the like center that. they have Ohana written on the wall as well. Oh, yeah, I do. We should. Can we use that? Ohana. Yeah. Because it's also like sort of Christmas. Yeah. Raise your hands for Ohana. Yeah. How'd you spell it? Ow. And then Hannah. I was in a quite low moment of my life and it just I just feel like that kind of appeared out of nowhere and sort of saved me, if I can say it like that. There's something about it that just strikes a different chord. And as much as I love music in general, this has, yeah, I like K-pop has found a very special place in my heart. And and I, yeah, I would say that it, it is part of my identity now. And that's that's a great power of music because you hear yes. people saying that about it, it's loads of different music yeah and it's you can just put it on and kind of like um you know tune in and get a like absorb it and it can help you um but going back to that whole um or the identity thing um it's interesting because like there's been a lot of times when i meet people and i um, I always love talking about music with people mm. when I meet them. And I always say to people, oh, like, wh- you know, what music do you listen to? And, like, they'll say, the common answer, oh, I listen to everything. And I always say, oh, like, do you like K-pop? And they'll always be like, oh, well, everything except K-pop. And, like, I always found that interesting. The Granny Gate. Looking like it is made of dried suet. It's on the hill far, far away, and the size of it doubles up as you go down the handrail. As you walk down the rail, without you noticing, now you're walking between the pillars of the gate. Each pillar feels like as if they were lived in a different era, but there's also old posters, amulets, and business cards attached to the pillars. You become an amateur archaeologist. You hold up your cell phone to look through the visual cues on the pillars. Why such intricate choreographies when no one is standing out in the concert? We want to dance. But you can, right? Like you're not forbidden, I guess. During COVID, it's just yes. not. It's not. It's not. They're just busy tearing and crying, no? And they and they usually they have this. <laughs> and then they usually have this like like tearing and like a like they they have their own like a tearing patterns. They have to follow along together. Our joy, like excitement. They used to like you know like they like side like all the members in between the lyrics. And they have like a certain cheering of patterns. Yeah. There are fan chants as well. Right, yeah. Fan yeah. 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 So like they kind of some idols make videos with their songs and they show what like the the fans should be like mm-hmm. singing or like movements that they should do during like, specific mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering how it works for K-pop society. I mean, uh, because the uh, cover dance is a very important part of the kind of uh, mm-hmm. um, the less activity, isn't it? 
mm. cover them. And uh, um, <coughs> of course, some of the uh, choreography is so so complicated; it would be really possible for um, for for everyone to yeah, to, to replicate. But uh, mm. uh, but at the same time, it kind of brings people together in many yeah. ways. Yeah. So I guess we've mostly been doing a bit of that in the in at the K-pop uh, nightclub night. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. Um, where you know we just get together and there's always somebody that is like dancing the choreographies and sometimes we get in like groups with our friends and just start dancing as well so unfortunately not this year it's not been uh, such a you know like well organized activity but we do bring some parts of it in the club nights yeah and even if you can't do the um, intricate like dancing exactly you can still I mean, that's the joy of music. You can still, like, pull as much effort into it as you want to, into yeah. the dancing. So you can just jump up and down. I'm like, yeah. that's what happens at the club nights that everyone's doing their own thing. There's a lot of those random K-pop dances, I think it's called, which is, like, you get together and then they play, like, different mm. songs. <clears throat> and then people that know the choreography just, yeah, like, yeah. go to the middle and do it. When they don't know it, they just go out. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's also, like, a fun activity to do like, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a big group. Yeah, I've seen that with uh, this uh, the London-based uh, uh, the K-pop cover dance club, uh, the group called the Loco. Nice. And uh, uh, so when, whenever, sometimes during the, um, <clears throat> the break, uh, someone just plays a different kind of a playlist mm-hmm. and everyone kind of uh, gather together. It's a lot of fun. Really, really a lot of fun. The real joy uh, to see, because um, everyone has a slightly different kind of a mm-hmm. uh, Expertise and some can do uh, quite a lot about some of the older pieces and some mm. uh, the more contemporary one. And, mm. So the dancing happens out of the concerts then. So you go to the concerts to watch them, yeah, to cry, yeah, as Jando was saying, to sing along, and then the choreographs happen when you all like yeah. get together. Stevie fairies wishing for various blessings have been dancing for eternity. And you can get a glimpse of another dimension through your cell phone. A pond can be seen between the pillars. It is a seaweed pond. Or a giant seaweed birthday soup. It looks like a hot spring, steaming and boiling gently. It makes you feel like you want to go in and sock your feet. It reminds you of the hell hot spring in Beppu, Japan. Fresh seaweed is plentiful in the water. It is like a pile of dead coral reefs or shells that have been polished, or it could be a submerged dolmen, or it could be a fossil tangled in the broken potteries in a ship-like spirit in the deep sea. The height is of various colors. It doesn't move. You can take pictures of the pond and the seaweed temples at the beautiful angles from your seat. How is technology changing the landscape of K-pop? Right. I, well, okay. So the K, the Korean, the, the Korean government and just Korean general, you know, they're always just. So like it's all about like advancing and being the first and like, just, mm-hmm. like, try, like try to be like the first one before everything. Mm-hmm. So the K-pop is in the same way. So it's for me it's really fun to notice like 
like how they represent like a current trend and what's going on. And then, and so like a lot of the girl groups, like that we watch today too, because they're, a lot of the times they, they try to like visualize the metaverse, because the metaverse is like such a big term in Korea mm -hmm. now, like a fourth industrial revolution in the metaverse, like you just hear about like metaverse like everywhere, mm -hmm. and how like girl groups like ESPA or IVE is like representing that trend is pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Um, but then it's like so narrow. How they do it is like so narrow. Like they put, they they always incorporate something new, but they don't have much time to like think through. So it's yeah. like always is very shallowly treated. But then also I guess that's like the fun of K-pop because they just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. stop. Like they just put something. It it just stays for like three weeks, and there's there's another thing, and then we just forget. And that's mm -hmm. also the part of K-pop. So. Mm -hmm. You yeah. have to keep making something new. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Keep keep the, uh, the attention mm -hmm. and the interest uh, mm -hmm. to people. And um, I suppose um, this is a whole thing about K-pop, and they would like to uh, to keep making something new so that um, uh, they could make uh, keep some of the, uh, the existing fans and also recruit some new ones as mm -hmm. well because without this uh, mm -hmm. fresh input it wouldn't be possible at all so I think right. they're very very much uh, aware of that mm -hmm. kind of uh, mm -hmm. aspect mm -hmm. of it so that's it and it's industry mm -hmm. it's industry mm -hmm. and uh, it's growth no they keep on growing and growing yeah 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 uh, they have to keep going and the one, once they stop they probably feel that it's going to I mean at the um once you stop, you can stagnate. So yeah. I think this mm -hmm. is how, how they see it. And they're quite right about it. Hi, are you guys into, into Korean culture? I like the food. I haven't tried I like food. watching Korean movies, but in English. Yeah. 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 But sometimes Korean One of my mates has been like asking me to, because um, they like are learning Korean and they like want me to learn it with them, but I think I actually might like stop. You know any Korean? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what Hannah. Oh, yeah. That's Hannah. not Korean. Oh, yeah, I know one. It is. Three. No, it's not. It Hawaiian. is L. 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 That's is Hawaiian. Korean. No, but Hannah is one. Hannah? Yeah, Hannah. Oh. Yeah. Do you often think about cultural appropriation? <laughs> well, I, I guess like, I, I do. Um, well, I guess one of the reasons why I was. Uh, Yalu's work that I got interested mm -hmm. is because like she really talks about cultural appropriation in her work and I think before before um, I came across her work I didn't notice that oh actually seaweed is such a good topic for us to kind of discuss okay how all these um, sort of elements of, from traditional Asian culture has been <coughs> either commercialized or romanticized or mm -hmm. Um, have been turned into some form of caricatures as well. Um, but what is also more interesting to me is kind of to use this exhibition as an opportunity to talk about um, the difference between uh, what so-called the West or maybe the global media, like how they have been seeing Asian culture through all these symbols and how we, <coughs> we as Asians see ourselves. Maybe in a way or two we have been like influenced by all these caricatures as well because we also grew up with these all these global media regimes mm -hmm. so it's quite complicated but it's very interesting very dynamic at the same time mm -hmm. don't you think it goes two ways it, it, it never is a one way because yeah. it, uh, uh, but then um, 
when we uh, are talking about cultural borrowings and uh, the um, exchange, no kind of a dilemma attached to it. But when it's kind of big A, cultural appropriation, then there's a kind of a value judgment mm-hmm. and who is right and, and it, it, how it is used. And also who can judge, who can make a judgment whether it's a cultural appropriation or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a quite a big question too. So, mm-hmm. um, so somehow it also related to kind of a sense of ownership as well. So mm-hmm. uh, the, and who owns it, who has the right to say mm-hmm. that this belongs to me or them and so on and so forth. So I think there's quite a lot of power, uh, the relationship there. Yeah. And yeah. no culture like exists mm-hmm. in a vacuum. No. Every yeah. culture is yeah. influenced by something else. Yeah. Even with K-pop mm-hmm. in you could say, like, oh, a lot of the people, um, young Westerners listening to K-pop in some way, that could be something like cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. But K-pop, like the rapping, for example, mm-hmm. that started like, in America, you could say that in itself is cultural yeah. appropriation. So it's like, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Unless you are, like, the first person to ever do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To make a certain noise, yeah, yeah. but to make, do a certain action. Mm-hmm. Like... Do you really own something? Mm. Yes. I think that's a very interesting point, the ownership and belonging. Mm. So you belong to something and you kind of own it, but you own it in order to have that judgment that you were guys mm. talking about, no? like the difference between that, being part of something and owning that mm. culture or that something, mm. which I suppose that is a lot about the show that you're presenting. Mm. <laughs> shaped portal stands behind the pond. It is mysterious that the eyes, nose, and mouth are pierced in the shape of a familiar sheet mask. The mask is flat, the inside of the shrine is projected on. In the back, it is clear that it is fabricated. Seaweed. <laughs> is that seaweed? <laughs> would, you like, would you like to be an idol? No, uh, not really. No. No. What do you think about, about becoming an idol? No. So it's like, yeah. It's weird. You try to do your normal daily basis on people are just like. Stalking, yeah. Yeah, basically. Try to go to sleep when people are standing out your window watching. Exactly. Like every second of your life. Like every second of your life is basically like recorded and like if you wanted to go for something to eat and you just get like loads of people coming over to you exactly like, you need like bodyguards famous people have to hide their faces and stuff in public yeah like, exactly people just yeah and like so some people don't deal with it properly the other time I saw a famous person and we were shouting at the window who did you see I took a picture and we saw him oh, yeah. and we took a picture of his car I've met don't know why he wanted a car with his red no but like I saw him so I opened the window we started shouting at him and he was just like so confused I felt really bad though I took a picture of him I don't know the name how is social media influencing the way we support and care for each other I mean, I think a big thing, I mean, for myself, but I'm guessing for a lot of people as well, is being able to relate to other people. And that doesn't always happen with, like, your immediate environment. So through social media, it's a way to find people who are like-minded and might be going through the same things that you are. And you can find, like, you know, comfort, support, solace with those people when sometimes you cannot find it, like, with those surrounding you. So I think that is one of the positive aspects 
of social media that you can connect and just find people that people. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, you can talk about the things that concern you or the things that you're mm-hmm. passionate about. Yeah. And you know that they're going to be receptive to that. Mm-hmm. And so that is, I think, one of the ways in yeah. which you know mm-hmm. social media um, is helping people mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. empathy, no? It's a way exactly. Empathy. Which the world needs more of. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Linking back to like celebrity culture is mm-hmm. like you always see this kind of perfect phase of celebrities, mm-hmm. and um, but a lot of that is fabricated. And how do we kind of see beyond that? That's mm-hmm. something that I'm personally am quite interested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just celebrities, like every person. Just yeah, everybody. Yeah, fabricates. Yeah. And and yeah. then. Like, sometimes even if we know that what we see is to some extent fabricated, we cannot, like, help, like, feeling insecure about it and comparing ourselves to yeah. it, which can be very damaging and it's it, it's sad. So, yeah. That is interesting. Because of social media, too, and, like, high technology, we also see, like, a paparazzi pictures of, like, untouched faces of celebrities or, like, the idols, like, like before their trip, like, getting the treatment. And also because of all these like snow filters, like you could also kind of try and like get your uh, face touched up live with your cell phone. So that's yeah. really because we we have all this like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You can be perfect if you want, like also social yeah. media, and also so like you have this like duality of like mm-hmm. you feel you could feel insecure, but also you have this uh, like ability to yeah. just like touch mm-hmm. yourself when you want. Um, which uh, social media do you use the most? TikTok. Instagram. TikTok. Actually, Snapchat. TikTok. Snapchat. TikTok. TikTok. You don't even have a phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I usually let you on my phone, like, once, get yeah, once a Comparing themselves to others, which, again, is a very human thing, but it's kind of... Um, it's became more extreme as we become more connected to each other through like the internet and social media um, because you can see how many likes your friend gets on their pictures as opposed to you. You can see how many um, followers they get as opposed to you and that kind of can create um, a lot of like comparisons. Yeah, intention. Yeah, because you know that just only highlights the insecurities that you have. You know, if you don't feel particularly good about yourself and then you don't get as many likes as one of your friends who you think is prettier, for example. Um, Yeah, that just makes more comparisons. It makes you feel worse. And yeah, so a lot of people put a lot of, a lot of, um, yeah, importance on that. Well, I guess like high, like some of it is, I'm like... Hyped. I don't care. Obsessed. Well, like, if it gets low likes, like, I just, just follow run- Sometimes yeah. I follow random people. If I get, like, yeah, a low number of likes, then I delete the video because it's a bit embarrassing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I have online friends that I've been mixed with for, like, years, just, like, from me and them on TikTok. Mm. Might be beautiful. No, I've met them in real life, obviously. Catfish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Catfish. <laughs> 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 the temple is in the style of meta seaweed. The sound comes out from the screen. The various ceremonial and the festival 
decoration unfolds, showing the interior of the water palace as you peek through the corridor inside of the screen. The ruffles of the amulet are connected one after another. How does K-pop change you? It does, like, it, I think it broadens your horizons, you know, because uh, a lot of people argue, especially people that are not into K-pop, argue that why do you listen to this if you don't understand what, what they're saying? Mm-hmm. And with music, you don't always need to. I mean, obviously it helps and it's like this other added layer, but I don't know, it's, it's more about feeling it than mm-hmm. about listening to it if that makes any sense and to me it just like brought up this I don't know the, this whole range of emotions that like were inside of me that um, that were kind of like hidden and I really connected this thing about identity as well and I don't know I mean it definitely made me want to learn the language as well back when I listened to, like I think 11 years ago I started listening to Girls Generation and I was like, okay, I, I need to learn the lyrics. It's just because it just, I, I felt so connected to it that I also wanted to expand on it and also, like, you know, understand and be able to sing along. And for me, also, like, now that I've rec- reconnected with it and started lis- listening to even more groups, I just, I don't know, it's kind of, maybe it seems a bit weird to say it like this, but it's kind of saved me because I felt kind of lost. And now I, I am reconnecting with it because, for example, I don't know, like, BTS had this whole campaign about loving yourself with, like, some albums they released and, like, the importance of, you know, like, do not, which is something that happens with social media that you lost sight of, you know, loving yourself for who you are and not compare yourself to others. And, you know, listening to the music has really brought this sense of, you know, this is what's important, you know, love yourself, like, the, the message behind it. Yeah. And because of the stigma, um, as mentioned, that K-pop faces, it's almost like the K-pop community of fans. It's like it's like they're a community of outsiders, I guess. And when you meet someone who's a fan, it's it's like you're a member of this like our secret club. It's this niche mm-hmm. interest, although it's <laughs> it's getting bigger each day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know that sense of belonging is mm-hmm. is it's good feeling I did read this post on Instagram because when you get into it that is already has already been going on for a long time like for example BTS I think they've been active for like 8 years or something like that and a lot of new fans feel like oh why didn't I, didn't I discover them sooner um, and I did feel like that too and then I saw a post on Instagram that said you didn't find BTS late you found them when you really needed them you know, the oh, who, said that? who said that? Who said that? I don't know. It, Whoa, okay. I found <laughs> that randomly. And when I read that, wow. I started tearing up because I felt like this is so true. As you walk around the garden of birthday, you become one of the seaweed fairies dancing for eternity, wishing for various blessings. Hannah Dulce. Bye, bye, all of us. No, bye, all lifers. Okay, wait, let's try again. Bye, all lifers. We are Ohana. Yeah. Wait, Hannah Dulce. Bye, all lifers.
Radio 